Letter 100 of Pamela, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Pamela, Volume 2 by Samuel Richardson. Letter 100. My beloved Lady G. You will excuse my long silence when I shall tell you the occasions of it. In the first place, I was obliged to pay a dutiful visit to Kent, where my good father was taken ill of a fever, and my mother of ague. And think, madam, how this must affect me at their time of life. Mr. B. kindly accompanied me, apprehending that his presence would be necessary, if the recovery of them both, in which I thankfully rejoice, had not happened, especially as a circumstance I am, I think always in, added more weight to his apprehensions. I had hardly returned from Kent to Bedfordshire, and looked around, when I was obliged to set out to attend Lady Davers, who said she should die if she saw me not, to comfort and recover by my counsel and presence, so she was pleased to express herself, her sick lord, who had just got out of an intermittent fever, which left him without any spirit, and was occasioned by fretting at the conduct of her stupid nephew, those also were her words. For you must have heard, everybody hears when a man of quality does a foolish thing, and it has been in all the newspapers, that on Wednesday last the right honourable John, Jackie they should have said, Lord H., nephew of the right honourable William Lord Danvers, was married to the Honourable Mrs. P., relict of J.P. of Twickenham, Esquire, a lady of celebrated beauty and ample fortune. Now you must know that this celebrated lady is, tis true, of the family whence her title of Honourable, but it is indeed so celebrated that every fluttering coxcomb in town can give some account of her, even before she was in keeping of the Duke, who had cast her on the town he had robbed of her. In short, she is quite a common woman, has no fortune at all, as one may say, only a small jointure encumbered, and is in much debt. She is a shrew into the bargain, and the poor wretch is a father already, for he has already had a girl of three years old, her husband has been dead seven, brought him home, which he knew nothing of, nor even inquired whether his widow had a child and he is now paying the mother's debts and trying to make the best of his bargain. This is the fruit of a London journey, so long desired by him, and his fluttering about there with his new title. He was drawn in by a brother of his lady, and a friend of that brother's, two town sharpers, gamesters, and bullies. Poor Sir Joseph Whittall. This was his case, and his character, it seems, in London. Shall I present you with a curiosity? "'Tis a copy of his letter to his uncle, who had, as you may well think, lost all patience with him, on occasion of this abominable folly. My Lord Davers, for if you will not call me nephew, I have no reason to call you uncle. Surely you forget who it was you held up your cane to. I have as little reason to value your displeasure as you have me, for I am, God be thanked, a lord and peer of the realm, as well as you. And as to your not owning me, 
nor your brother be not looking upon me i care not a farting and bad as you think i have done i have married woman of family take that among you as to your personal abuses of her take care what you say you know the statute will defend us as well as you and besides she has a brother that won't let her good name be called in question mind that some things i wish had been otherwise perhaps i do what then must you my lord make more mischief and add to my plagues if i have any is this your uncleship but i shan't want your advice i have as good an estate as you have and am as much a lord as yourself why the devil then am i to be treated as i am why the plague but i won't swear neither i desire not to see you any more than you do me i can tell you that and if we ever meet under one roof with my liking it must be at the house of peers where i shall be upon a par with you in everything that's my comfort as to lady davers i desire not to see her ladyship for she was always plaguely nimble with her fingers but let my false step be what it will i have in other respects married a lady who is as well descended as herself and no disparagement neither so have not that to answer for to her pride and who has as good a spirit too if they were to come face to face or i am mistaken nor will she take affments from any one so my lord leave me to make the best of my matters as i will of yours so no more but that i am your servant h p s i mean no affront to mrs b she is the best of ye all by g i will not take up your time with further observations upon the poor creature's bad conduct his reflection must proceed from feeling and will that's the worst of it come too late come when or how it will i will only say i am sorry for it on his account but more for that of lord and lady davers who take the matters very heavily and wish he had married the lowest-born creature in england so she had been honest and virtuous rather than done as he has done but i suppose the poor gentleman was resolved to shun at all adventures mr b s fault and keep up the pride of descent and family and so married the only creature as i hope since it cannot be helped that is so great a disgrace to both for i presume to flatter myself for the sake of my sex that among the poor wretches who are sunk so low as the town women are there are very few of birth or education but such principally as have had their necessities or their ignorance taken advantage of by base men since birth and education must needs see the most unhappy of the sex above so sordid and so abandoned a guilt as the hourly wickedness of such a course of life subjects them to but let me pursue my purpose of excusing my long silence i had hardly returned from lady davers and recovered my family management and resumed my nursery duties when my fourth dear boy my jemmy for i think i am going on to make out the number lady davers allotted me pressed so upon me as not to be refused for one month or six weeks close attention and then a journey to lord davers and that noble pair accompanying us to kent 
and daily and hourly pleasures crowding upon us narrow and confined as our room there was though we went with as few attendants as possible engrossed more of my time thus i hope you will forgive me because as soon as i returned i set about writing this as an excuse for myself in the first place to promise you the subject you insist upon in the next and to say that i am incapable of forgetfulness or negligence to such a friend as lady g for i must always be your faithful and affectionate humble servant p b end of letter one hundred